Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz. Ben Ferguson with you as always. Senator, we've got a lot to talk about, including the second IRS whistleblower coming forward and telling his story at a very shocking place. We're going to tell you about that in a moment. Also, would you have ever imagined that a big presidential campaign would be launched on social media? Ron DeSantis did exactly that. We'll talk about how unique that is. And Target, they're going woke, and, well, now they're going broke. Target has lost eight to $9 billion, they say, in the week following the calls for a boycott over their gay pride LGBTQ plus friendly kids clothing and propaganda. Senator, let's start with this IRS whistleblower. You and I were talking before the show. It's interesting that he's come forward. It's also very interesting where he did his sit-down interview. Let's talk about that. Well, it's quite stunning. CBS News put him front and center, interviewed him on camera, and he's making serious allegations. He's making serious allegations that the Biden Department of Justice is slow walking, is blocking the investigation of Hunter Biden. One of the consequences of those allegations is if that's true, it means Merrick Garland lied under oath. And I got to say, listening to this interview on CBS takes your breath away. Give a listen. When I took control of this particular investigation, I immediately saw it, you know, it was way outside the norm of what, what I've uh, experienced in the past. Gary Shapley is a supervisory special agent for the IRS, where he's worked for 14 years. In January 2020, he was assigned to what he calls a high-profile investigation. Who's the subject of the investigation? I can't con- confirm or deny the, the subject of this investigation. Why not? Because, you know, part of the tax secrecy laws don't allow it. Shapley can't say it, but CBS News has learned the investigation was the probe of Hunter Biden by the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware. Senior Biden administration officials have vowed to let it run its course without interference. It's not restricted in his investigation in any way. But CBS News has obtained this letter Shapley's lawyers sent to Congress Monday alleging irregularities in DOJ's handling of the investigation. Shapley is seeking legal protections from Congress so he can share specifics of his allegations. There was multiple steps that were were slow walked at the uh, direction of of the Department of Justice. Had you ever encountered that before? I have not, no. These deviations from normal process, and and, and each and every time it seemed to, to always benefit the subject. 
Shapley says he decided to blow the whistle after a heated meeting last October with federal prosecutors. It was my red line meeting. It just got to that point where that switch was uh, was turned on and I just couldn't silence my conscience anymore. Senator, he says he couldn't silence his conscience anymore and that's why he's been so brave and to come forward. Uh, when you hear this whistleblower speak, what comes to mind for you initially? Well, that these allegations are very serious. Uh, that what, what he is stating is that for the first time in his experience of over a decade, the Department of Justice was actively impeding an investigation, was slow walking it. And that, that number one, uh, reeks of political cover-up. But number two, it's, it's directly contrary to, to what Merrick Garland has said. And, and you, you know, one of the things that Merrick Garland is fond of saying and, and that, that gets repeated a lot is that the person doing this investigation is the, quote, Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware. Well, that, that individual is a person named David Weiss. And it's true he was appointed by Donald Trump. He had previously been the acting U.S. attorney under Barack Obama. And, you know, let me point out about how... U.S. attorneys are appointed. In order for them to go through, you have to get the sign-off of the senators from that home state. Delaware has two Democrat senators, which means, as a practical matter, the Democrat senators in Delaware picked this U.S. attorney. And so the phrase, the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney, suggests that he's a Republican, that, that he somehow might be out to get the Bidens. There is zero, in fact, less than zero evidence. That's true. But if what this whistleblower is alleging is accurate, then his investigation was actively slow, slow walking the investigation of Hunter Biden. And one of the things striking is that means that, that the attorney general testified falsely to the Senate Judiciary Committee in response to questions I asked him directly. I want people to hear exactly that back and forth. Take a listen to this. Senator Cruz. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. General Garland, the Department of Justice should enforce the law regardless of politics. I do not believe that has been what is happening in the last two years. Among other things, I believe you very much want to indict Donald J. Trump. Toward that end, the Department of Justice has leaked that DOJ is investigating and intends to indict Hunter Biden. The purpose of those leaks, I believe, was to set the predicate for an indictment of Trump, to say, look how even-handed we are. We're indicting a Biden, we're indicting a Trump. Those leaks are not law or enforcing the law, they are politics. Did, did you know about the leaks about the Hunter Biden investigation? I, I don't know about the leak that you're talking about, um, and um, I, I'm not. Uh, it, leaks are in violation of our our regulations and our requirements. So uh, the answer but is the leaks are consistently on one side of the aisle, advancing one political agenda. As you know, the FBI raided Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, and subsequent to that raid, there have been multiple leaks about what was discovered there, including a photograph of documents that were discovered there. Did, did you know about the leaks 
The from that rate. The photograph was a filing in court in response to a motion filed by Mr. Trump. It was not a leak. So, so you're testifying there haven't been leaks about the, the Trump rate investigation? I'm, I'm responding to the point about the Do you know about the leaks that have occurred concerning Trump? I've read Trump. the leaks. They are inappropriate. We also don't know where they come from. Uh, witnesses on the... Um, but what's uh, interesting is when the shoe was on the other foot, I believe your intention, and I believe it's a political intention to indict President Trump, became infinitely harder when classified documents were discovered repeatedly at President Biden's multiple residences. Uh, according to the public record, those were first discovered on November 2nd, six days before the prior election. Department of Justice was notified on November 4th, and yet miraculously there was no leak about the classified documents at President Biden's home when it politically benefited the effort to go after and charge Donald Trump, DOJ leaked. When it potentially harmed the Democrat president, DOJ did not leak. Does that strike you as, as at all a double, double standard? Leaks under all circumstances are inappropriate, and they were not directed by anyone in the Justice well, Department. Let me say in particular on Hunter Biden, I very much hope that an investigation of Hunter Biden is focused not just on his own personal substance abuse issues, but on connections to his father and potential corruption. That is the matter of public concern and why people are concerned. It was striking that the leak that came out from DOJ suggested this is just going after some poor, poor person struggling with drugs instead of looking at the very real evidence of corruption. Will you commit that the investigation will actually examine the public corruption aspect and not simply scapegoat? Hunter Biden as an individual? I can't comment about the investigation other than to say that all the matters involving Mr. Hunter Biden are in the purview of the U.S. attorney in Delaware. It's not restricted in his investigation in any way. Well, you don't Senator comment Hawley. here, but then you leak at the same time. Senator Hawley. Senator, I got to ask you a pretty simple but blunt question. Did he lie to you? And more importantly, did he lie to Congress? And before you answer that, I want to tell everybody about our friends at Augusta Precious Metals. Uh, there is something that a lot of you are probably thinking about, and that's your retirement account. That's your 401k. That's uh, your IRA. Well, I want to tell you about my friends at Augusta Precious Metals. Uh, right now, gold is on fire, and it's because people want to protect their hard-earned dollars. And they're doing it by, by having a gold IRA. That is how they're protecting their retirement savings. Now, it is very hard right now to make up losses, especially if you're close to retirement or in retirement. And that's part of the reason why sitting down with Augusta Precious Metals can be so important. If you have $100,000 or more that you've saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. That's a big deal, a pure gold coin for free. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. Protect your hard-earned assets. Don't let the bank failures or the interest rates have skyrocketed get you down. Get the free gold and get some peace of mind in the process. 877, the number four, gold IRA. 877, the number four, gold IRA. To learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Senator, did the uh, acting of the attorney general, did he lie to you and did he lie to Congress? Well, if what the whistleblower is saying is accurate, 
than Merrick Garland in all likelihood gave false testimony to Congress. Now, whether it's a lie depends on two things. Number one, his knowledge at the time. It is possible that he believed what he was saying was true, even though it was false. Uh, There should be an investigation. If he knowingly gave false testimony, that's a lie. That is also a felony because his testimony began with his raising his right hand and taking an oath to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Merrick Garland knows that. And so the whistleblower's testimony strongly suggests that the attorney general's testimony was false, and I believe there should be a serious investigation into whether it was knowingly false. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to ask this question. When is there going to be some accountability? Because when these whistleblowers come forward uh, and they tell their stories and we see what was really going on behind closed doors, there are so many people that are just so angry, Senator, that I talk to, you talk to every day when you are in and around Texas and around the country in Washington, D.C., who are saying they're sick and tired of watching these people get away with this. Is Do you feel like the momentum is slowly starting to change where there will be real and honest accountability? Well, I think there will be accountability in the House of Representatives. You have investigations both from uh, Jim Jordan and, and Representative Comer that are looking directly at these issues. I think you will continue to see hearings in the House of Representatives that are putting evidence before the American people. Uh, there is uh, more and more indication that the House may hold Chris Ray, the director of the FBI, in contempt for refusing to respond to subpoenas issued by Congress. And if the attorney general, I, I expect the House of Representatives to, to cross-examine the attorney general on whether he lied and whether he knowingly lied uh, in the Senate. I don't expect the Senate Judiciary to do anything about it. I think Dick Durbin and the Democrats, they do not care. They are happy for the attorney general to cover up the investigation of Hunter Biden. They want the attorney general to cover up the investigation of Hunter Biden. They want the Department of Justice to be the political arm of the White House. They want this DOJ to be utterly corrupt. And, and, and look, that's a strong allegation. But if they didn't, Dick Durbin could hold a hearing tomorrow. If they didn't, Dick Durbin could subpoena the attorney general tomorrow. If they didn't, just one of the Democrats, just one of the Democrats could muster up the mustard seeds of courage to ask the attorney general about it. But if you look at the hearings, the Democrats all get in and play patty cake with him. They praise him, if anything, that they urge him, why can't you be more vigorous going after our enemies? Why can't you be more vigorous going after every little old lady who waved an American flag on the mall during January 6th? Those are the questions the Democrats ask. And so if there is a Democrat senator who gives a damn about whether DOJ is obstructing justice and covering up criminal activity from the president of the United States involved in corruption with foreign countries that like China and Ukraine and his son, if there's a Democrat who cares, he or she has yet to open his or her mouth about it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how many more whistleblowers come forward as well and how so many men and women are becoming so brave now, feeling like they have a safe place to go 
to to conservative members of Congress to tell their stories. And this is shocking that CBS did it. So I got to ask you the politics of this, Senator. Uh, CBS News doing this interview to me just screamed. This isn't normal. This is odd. They've not wanted to cover any of the Hunter Biden scandal. Now, all of a sudden, they're not only they covering it, they're breaking news with a with a coveted whistleblower. Were you taken aback by that? And is there a chance the reason why they're doing this is because they realize the Republican field is getting more crowded with Ron DeSantis announcing as well. And they're really worried that any of these candidates might be able to beat Joe Biden. Well, it, it is fascinating that that CBS ran this story, that they focused on it, that they highlighted it. They they have had little to no interest in covering the mounting evidence of corruption in the Biden family. Uh, so this is a big break. Uh, and that decision would have been highlighted by a network executive that that was not done by an individual reporter. It was not done by an individual anchor that was done by a higher up by the suits at CBS, by someone with authority, the head of the head of the news division, somebody with real authority made the decision, green light this, go with this. That's powerful. As to why, I don't know. You know, you asked about whether it is the Republican field getting a little bit, bit more crowded with Ron DeSantis getting in the race. That could be a factor. Um, I have said before, so six months ago, I did not believe Joe Biden was going to be the nominee. I didn't think Joe Biden was going to run because he is so obviously diminished mentally that he's not up to it. And and pretty much everyone knows that. Republicans certainly know that, but the Democrats know that too. What changed in the last six months is I right now think Biden is quite likely to be the nominee. Why? Because I think right now, most Democrats believe Donald Trump will be the nominee. And Democrats who believe Donald Trump will be the nominee also believe that if Trump is the nominee, that they could nominate Biden and just hide him in the basement for two years and run a campaign about how much they hate Donald Trump. And they believe that Biden in the basement, plus their antipathy for Donald Trump, produces a victory on general election day. I do think if if the nominee, if Democrats believe the Republican nominee really is anyone other than Trump, I think the odds skyrocket that Democrats decide they want to dump Joe Biden and find somebody else. Because if the nominee is someone other than Trump, it's much harder for them to run a campaign on how much they hate Trump. Then they actually have to find a candidate who can actually leave the basement and say something. And so. Whether this is CBS network execs starting to starting to have those knocking knees, I don't know. But it but it is it is a very interesting development and it will get more interesting if you see more of the corrupt corporate media following suit. Yeah, that, no doubt about it. I got to ask you about the other story. Ron DeSantis uh, has announced he's running for president. And, and yes, that's that's newsworthy. But the way that he did it uh, is something I could have never imagined. You actually uh, worked on uh, on a presidential campaign. You've run for president as well. Uh, and, and I've I've worked on presidential campaigns. I never could have imagined us sitting in a room saying, hey, we should announce on social media. Is this moving and changing just to, in proof how important social media is? to see a candidate do it the way that Ron DeSantis did it? Could you have ever imagined this 10, 15, 20 years ago? 
Well, I, I think it's twin commentary. Number one, the rising importance of social media and alternative avenues of communication. And number two, a continuing indictment of the corrupt corporate media. Um, it's remarkable. The, the, there's, there's certainly been no prior cycle where, when any presidential candidate would make an announcement like this on social media and Twitter spaces. I'll tell you, going back to 2011, when I first announced my campaign for U.S. Senate, very first time, I made that announcement on a conference call with bloggers. And, and it was, to my knowledge, the first time anyone had done that. And, and bloggers were relatively due. And, and the reason I did that is, is that there were a lot of folks who were, who were blogging and who were writing things, and I wanted them to write about the campaign. I wanted them to get excited about the campaign. And so it was, at the time trying to take advantage of a cutting edge in the development of media and communication. I think what, what DeSantis did this week is similar to that, but obviously the, the technology and communication has changed dramatically in, in the years since then. Uh, now, there's been a ton of coverage on the technical glitches, that the Twitter spaces, that there were so many users on it that it, it was delayed and, and glitchy and did, didn't work very well. And look, that I, I am sure Elon Musk has decapitated more than a few people at Twitter because that was not a good moment for Twitter. That, 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 that was a high-profile moment for Twitter as an avenue for communicating to hundreds of thousands of people simultaneously. But I am quite confident this will not be the last campaign launched in, in this format, and it's striking that it wasn't launched on a TV show. It wasn't launched on Fox News, which I think Fox News was less than happy about. Uh, it wasn't l launched in a big rally. Um, when I launched my campaign in 2015, I did so at Liberty University uh, in an auditorium with about 10,000 students, and and that was uh, uh, th th that was a a fantastic place to launch it, and 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 energizing to be surrounded by a, a crowd, uh, and and that that's how I chose to launch it. Eight years ago, um, this reflects that that technology is moving, communication is moving, but it also reflects, presumably, the DeSantis campaign believing they wouldn't get a fair shake from much of the traditional media, and so trying to cut out the middleman and go straight to the voters. And I think you'll see a lot of that. It also reminds me in twenty six or in twenty sixteen, Trump's use of social media was cutting edge. It, it, it was he would put out tweets that would drive the news cycle in a way that had never happened before. And, and, and it changed how people communicate through his use of Twitter. I'll say actually in response, among other things, to the, to the glitches on, on the announcement, uh, the Trump campaign put out a, a mock Twitter spaces with uh, featuring the DeSantis and Musk, but also featuring people like the devil and Adolf Hitler. And, and I got to say, whoever the writer was, it was funny as hell. So, so it, was, it was clever how they mocked it. And I think you're going to see an awful lot more humor and mockery, probably on both sides. Uh, but you're right, this was a, a milestone in terms of, of communications and, and how how candidates communicate with the voters. I also think it, it, it also shows us uh, from the Twitter file, Senator, just how important social media is to driving Americans' viewpoints and opinions and views. 
We have seen that in a topic we're going to talk about in a minute with Target. We've seen that uh, that's happened with Bud Light. But it also shows you how important the Democrats understood Twitter and Facebook to be when they were meeting with them on the regular, trying to influence the news and what people were seeing. And then you see somebody like DeSantis use the platform to announce the president to run. It's like, yeah, we it's because we're we all know how important this medium is. And the Democrats were cooking the books for years uh, against conservatives, silencing and censoring conservatives. And they want us to act like it wasn't a big deal when clearly it was. Well, that's right. And, and let me say there's also an avenue of social media, which is that it drives traditional media. Um, I cannot tell you how many times if there's a topic that, that I want to engage on, I'll put, put, pull out my phone and send a tweet. And within minutes, you can see people, reporters who follow Twitter, if the tweet is on a topic of, of public concern and something they care about, you can see stories written. I, I've, I've typed out tweets and, and within 10 minutes seen them on the TV on Fox News, the tweet that I just typed on my phone. That there's a speed of it that in many ways engaging in social media is an instantaneous press release to millions of people, including every reporter on planet Earth. And so that it's a different relationship than it used to be. And as I said, it was Trump who pioneered that. But it's I've been on Air Force One with Trump where we were talking about a topic and he said, all right, let's send a tweet on that. And and he in that instance dictated it to his social media guy, Dan Scavino. Dan sent the tweet out from Air Force One, and I've been in in the president's office on Air Force One with Fox News on the TV, and boom, his tweet pops up on the TV again five, ten minutes after uh, he, he decided to send that tweet. And so there's an instantaneous communication piece to it uh, that is very, very potent. No doubt about it. I want to talk about one of the places where social media is driving uh, change and reform that deals with Bud Light and now Target losing nine billion dollars in the week following the calls for boycotts over what they've been doing going after kids and their gay pride displays uh, and and some of the, the, the just horrific things that they're selling online and their designers are designing the clothes that is a a Satanist who was designing it saying that, you know, trans people should come to Satan. It's shocking to see this all play out, but it's cost him now apparently $9 billion. And before we get to that, let me tell you about our friends over at Chalk. All right, if you're a man and you've noticed that you are just feeling like you're a little bit more fatigued than you used to be, a little more weak than you used to be, a little more complacent than you used to be, you're not alone. Men's testosterone levels are off a cliff historically and they're in an all-time low. Thankfully, the Patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, are here to help real American men take back their right to maximize your masculinity by boosting your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, I've been taking the Chalk Male Vitality Stack. I can tell you it works. And if you are just tired of feeling fatigued and you're ready to get that strength and vitality back, Check out Chalk. Go to choq.com. Manufactured right here in the U.S. of A., Chalk's natural herbal supplements are clinically proven to have game-changing effects on your energy, your focus, your mood. So go online to Chalk, choq.com. That's choq.com. Use the promo code BEN for 35% off any Chalk subscription for life. choq.com. Check out the male vitality stack. 
and use a promo code Ben for 35% off. Senator, uh, I love watching victories play out in real time. The victory over Anheuser-Busch by conservatives after they uh, decide to partner with a dude who's dressed like a chick, Mulvaney. Now we're seeing Target. Target has posted a $9 billion loss in market cap in just a week after they faced backlash for their pride gear, which included tuck-friendly swimsuits and other gender-related products. Just like Budweiser, they're learning very quickly that parents... And normal adults are going to not just sit back and take it anymore. They're not going to allow their children to be manipulated. Conservatives, and I say this uh, with hope now, are finally waking up and realizing how powerful we are as a group when we stand together as patriots and say no more. You know, I have to say it's amazing how many big companies don't understand their customers and don't respect their customers. Because if you respect your customers, you don't insult them. If you respect your customers, you focus on what your customers want, and and you don't try to impose your political ideology or your extreme views on your customers. The the phrase, the customer is always right, uh, used to mean something. Uh, We see this throughout corporate America, where ad agencies are hard left, HR departments are hard left, the, the C-suite is scared to death of the shareholder activist, is scared to death of the 24-year-old children that they've hired out of woke universities who are demanding that they virtue signal. And it used to be the case that, that, that the CEOs believed, well, if I give in to the mob, it'll appease the mob and I can go do what I want. And, and I got to say that, that there's a constellation now of three events in, in fairly quick order. Uh, there's Disney, and, and, and when Disney came out vocally against Florida's law prohibiting the teaching of sexually explicit information to children, the backlash was significant when, when the legislature acted to strip Disney's special tax subsidy and exemption from the ordinary rules in Florida law. That was one of the very first big consequences to a company going woke. Then, then you had Bud Light, and Bud Light likewise uh, not understanding or respecting its customers, and the reaction was, was swift uh, from the customers who, who, could, who found that they could switch to another beer and another light beer really quite easily and, and, and quite costlessly, and, and that cost has been significant for Anheuser-Busch. And now thirdly, Target, and, and Target $9 billion in, in just a few days that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money any way you look at it. And, and uh, it's, you know, Target is trying to wrap themselves in, oh, we're just, you know, defending pride and, and you know, people who are LGBT, they, they, they shop too. And that's true. They do. But, but Target was not simply selling to all their customers, straight or gay. It was rather aggressively directing this propaganda at kids, at little kids, at three-year-olds, at toddlers, at babies. And, and I got to say, that is extreme. It, 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 it is only, well, it, it, it's actually, as, as we pointed out in the last podcast, they literally hired a self-identified Satanist to design the display, and, and, and they're selling clothing with explicit appeals to the devil. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, what imbecile at Target said, you know, what our customers really want, 
more satanic worship, and maybe satanic worship combined with convincing two-year-olds that, that they really should have sex and be gay. Like, what? And be transgender. And be two. Like, how exactly does that pitch go? And is there anyone in the room that says, well, well gosh, maybe some of our customers just want them, us to leave their kids alone. I do think there is the cumulative effect of Disney and then Bud Light and then Target. It's much greater than additive because I think it is a deterrent to the next company thinking about doing this. You know, we already have information from within Target. They're saying, we don't want to be Bud Light. We don't want to be Bud Light. Well, you know what? The next company is going to say, we don't want to be Bud Light or Target. We don't want to be Bud Light or Target. That starts to get really powerful. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Ben Ferguson here. And if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They are dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. So visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity. And Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. You know, there's something else about this, too, that's really shocking to me. Target seems to understand that they don't want to be don't want to become Bud Light. But at the same time, their internal memos that have been leaked show that they're not backing down from selling these goods. They're just redesigning how they're showcasing them within their stores. And specifically, it says within southern stores and southern states. In other words, when you, you when you walked into the Target that was right by my house, it's it was the first thing you saw when you walk in. This massive pride with the Target signal, Target pride. The, the section was very clearly there. Uh, now they're moving that section away from the front of the store. But the goods that they were selling are still in the store. And they even said in their own uh, internal email, it says, to the teams who have been working so hard on our plans for pride and now are showing incredible agility as we adjust, thank you. Our, your efforts will ensure we can still show up and celebrate pride in meaningful ways. They also went on to say that the LGBTQIA plus community, one of the hardest parts in all of this, was trying to contemplate how the adjustments were making 
uh, that we're making to alleviate these threats, quote, to our team's physical and psychological safety would impact you and your well-being and psychological safety. We stand with you, they say now and basically forever. This is the part that I think is shocking about Target not learning. They're basically saying that if you're against them doing this to kids, that somehow you're attacking them and their workers psychologically and their well-being. In other words, well, it's these, it's these mothers' fault. It's these women who are not shopping here's fault that we're having to do this. And we still stand by you. We're still selling everything, Senator. But we're going to move it around and place it in different areas. And don't worry, we're still going to accomplish our agenda here. We're not going to say we got it wrong. Well, and, and you notice Target is engaging in the same sleight of hand that left-wing activists and the corrupt corporate media did in, in the fight over the law in Florida concerning teaching kids about sexuality. Remember, they branded that law, don't say gay, and they said this is all about gay rights. This is all about just efforts to suppress the LGBT community. The law in Florida, as you and I have talked about at length, I, I, which they wrongly called the don't say gay law, I, I view as the don't say sex law. Don't say gay, don't talk about gay sex, don't talk about straight sex with five-year-olds. Leave five-year-olds alone. The law applied in Florida to pre-K, K, one, two, and three. Fourth grade, Florida law allowed you, Katie, bar the door, get into anything you wanted. In this instance, notice Target's entire defense is all just generically about LGBT. It's not about the fact that they are targeting infants, literally onesies for infants. And not only that, they're selling clothing for for young girls to strap their breasts down to hide their breasts, and they're selling bathing suits for three-year-old boys to tuck their genitalia in and hide it. Like, that is, look, that's extreme on any measure targeting children. And, and what Target is trying to do, ironically, is cover that up entirely by making it broader and more generic and ignoring the, 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 the truly grotesque part about what they're doing. Yeah, I want to ask you another question about this politically, and that is the Bud Light controversy was predominantly, we now know from the data that, that's been shared, is men saying, I'm not buying Bud Light. The $9 billion that disappeared from Target in a week is, we know now from the data, is clearly women. What does this say about not just moms really now getting involved and standing up, uh, and, and also what does this mean going into this next presidential election? And before you answer that, I want to tell you about our friends at Patriot Mobile we're talking about companies that don't stand with our values. We're talking about companies that don't stand up for what we believe in. In fact, they're the opposite of that. Don't give them your money. 99% of you listening have a cell phone. And right now, there is a company that actually stands up for what we believe in. For years, big mobile companies have been dumping millions and millions of dollars into leftist causes. And we had to take it because there was no other option. Well, now there is. Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, and they offer you, which matters, dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks, so you get the best possible service in your area, period, without the woke propaganda pushed by leftists working hard to destroy this country and your family. Now, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, each month, a portion of your bill at no cost to you. 
goes to support free speech and religious freedom groups, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responders. All you got to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash verdict or call them 878-PATRIOT. They also do businesses and small businesses. 878-PATRIOT. You get to keep your same cell phone number if you want to. You can keep your same cell phone or upgrade to a new one. PatriotMobile.com slash verdict or 878-PATRIOT. Senator, I've really been encouraged, you know, with the Disney and what happened at Disney. We saw an initial kind of reaction from moms who said, okay, we're going to boycott. And then it's kind of disappeared. Disney's doing fine. Moms wanted to have those moments with their kids. They wanted to go to Disneyland. We, we, I've had this grand debate with many of my family and friends. Um, and, and Bud Light happened, and that was predominantly men standing up saying, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. Target is women. And, it's, and, and I'm so happy to see mothers that are being inspired. And I think part of this was from the lockdowns and seeing what was happening in their kids' schools. But this is amazing to witness mothers. And I think this is going to play out with a lot more women running for office as conservatives. We've seen some of that already happen at school board races around the country. But this was an inspiring week for me to watch so many mothers take $9 billion out of the pockets of Target. Well, we, we are seeing and we have seen the power of women and moms when they get really engaged and they get really angry. Uh, as you noted, we're seeing it in school board races all over the country when they see what's being taught to their kids and they're outraged at the garbage being taught to their kids and they're flipping school board races nationwide. I, there are a bunch of races in Texas I've gotten actively involved in where we flip them from left-wing boards to, to moms taking their schools back. Look, we saw it powerfully in Virginia in Loudoun County where, where moms in Virginia were angry at the arrogance of, of the schools, at, at the left-wing propaganda at the critical race theory at covering up sexual assaults of little girls in in the girls bathroom in Loudoun County in in that instance by a boy in in, in wearing a skirt and and those moms and many of those moms had voted for Joe Biden uh, just the previous election but they flipped over and elected Glenn Youngkin that is a very powerful thing I think it also matters in terms of boycotts historically Conservatives have typically been not very good at boycotts. Part of the problem is that that for some things it, it's hard to substitute. Disney's an example where you can be annoyed at Disney, but, but if your kids really want to go to Disney World, that can be hard to say no to. There are not a lot of alternatives. There's, there's six flags, but, but Disney World is a pretty unique offering. And for that matter, Disney's movies, I mean, look, there's only one Snow White or, or Cinderella or, you know, Toy Story from Pixar. I mean, they're, 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 that is a difficult product for many people to give up permanently. Um, I think the same thing is true about pro sports. I think lots of sports fans are unhappy with the NFL or the NBA and all of the woke nonsense. But at the same time, people, and I'll put myself in this camp, really love going to sports events and cheering on their teams. And so it's a painful boycott. What really came to bite Bud Light is that wasn't a hard boycott. It, it's difficult for nobody on planet Earth, if you were going to order a Bud Light, to say, I'll have a Coors Light. Like, that's a very simple substitution. I'm not sure many people could 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 go through a blind taste test and tell the difference. And so it's it's an easy substitution. Target, 
we'll see how prolonged and easy a substitution it is. There's Walmart. Um, you know, there are alternatives. I will say targets are located in a lot of areas and very convenient for a lot of shoppers. So we'll see if this becomes a persistent consequence or not. But whether it is sustained, the fact that it was so concentrated and intense has, I think, certainly made a real impression on the target executives, I hope, but also on the next executives. And, and you and I have talked about before, if we want to stop corporate America from going woke, we've got to change the cost-benefit analysis so that when the next executives are thinking about it, the downside of the ledger is bigger and more problematic. And I do think the last couple of weeks have dramatically increased the downside, not just for these companies, but for every other. And that's a good thing for those of us that would like companies just to get back to selling their damn products and keep their idiotic politics out of our lives. Yeah, great point and a great point to end on. Don't forget, uh, we do this show three days a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And if there's big breaking news, we do special pods in between. So make sure you hit that subscribe or that auto-download button. Also, if you've never written us a review, please write us a five-star review uh, for this uh, podcast. It helps us reach new listeners on the charts as well. Uh, And we will see you back here in a couple of days. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash Ben. hollywoodtakeover.com slash Ben. Ben Ferguson here, and if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. And I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investments to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit Labrador Energy. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more now at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information.